Hello everyone and welcome to the Curious Mind podcast. My name is Gabriel Ellis, I'm a psychotherapist and Buddhist scholar, and in this podcast I take deep dives into complex psychological topics that affect our well-being in general. Today I am joined by Amit, who is a coaching client and has been an expat in Warsaw, Poland, before he relocated back to the US. He exemplifies in a lively way what so many expats experience, often with difficulty. But I think there are great possibilities to use the expat experience to improve our general satisfaction and quality of life. When we start an expat life and get confronted with a new culture, we get the chance to update ourselves, so to say, and to adjust our way of life to new circumstances. When relocating back, the difficulty is to integrate this updated version of ourselves into the old environment that represents how we were before we changed. Under these circumstances, the goal is twofold when we move back to our home culture. The first is to defend and maintain my newest developments, the way that I have changed over the last period of time when I updated myself. I have to defend and maintain them because they represent my updated ways to find satisfaction in life. And the second goal is to see my alleged old environment as a completely new place, which allows me to grow even more. And this necessitates to reject the old identity that the well-known environment tries to impose on us. In other words, the challenge is to maintain the new version of myself and to also update my understanding of the old place that I've been and to make this new again, to see places differently, to experience people differently, to experience the culture differently. And this will allow me to find my new self in a new updated environment that nourishes me and allows me to grow further. Get a specific example of how someone processes an experience which is so common among expats. Welcome, Amit, to the podcast. Uh, you have been an expat yourself in Warsaw, where I still live. And uh, maybe tell us a little bit more about your expat experience in general. I'm originally from India. I studied in US. I worked in US and then I had an opportunity to move to Poland. I always wanted to move to Europe, particularly London. But then I moved to Poland around 2016, end of 2016. I stayed there for two, two and a half years, uh, which was a great experience. Uh, got back in 2019 due to some personal health reasons. And before Poland, I of course stayed in India for 16 or 17 years. Again, a very different culture. So if I were to sum it up overall, I've seen cultures in India, in US, where I spent most of my college years and working years, uh, and also a little bit in Tokyo, uh, where I spent around two to three months. Then I think in Poland, more so, so, you know, in a couple of books, it has been mentioned. Uh, in US, you are very kind and nice and you're very good on the surface. So let's say if someone comes, you're smiling at them, you greet them, you ask them how they're doing. 
Whereas in Poland, that culture doesn't exist. So initially, it was a shocker because, you know, people would just say hi. Uh, yes. And that's it. No asking how you're doing or anything to that effect. And then later on, you realize that, you know, that's the right way. You know, you don't have to be nice to everyone. You, know, you, you need to be yourself a little bit. It's okay to say no. It's okay to tell people they're being stupid, which uh, it takes a while to get into it. And then when you come back to U.S., it takes a while to get back into the old way of being nice to people just because you have to be nice to people and nice to everyone. That was a big shock that I got in both ways. And again, in India also, you are a little bit fake on the outside. Whereas in Poland and maybe in Russia and Ukraine, in Budapest, when I travel there, you, people are not fake. They are who they are. Mm -hmm. Yes, interesting. Was that something that you had to get used to when you were here? I think initially it was odd. It, it felt very weird when people wouldn't smile back when I smiled at them, right? Starting from the airport all the way to the cab uh, driver, landlord that I met with, you know, no one smiled. It felt like very unwelcoming. And, you know, the environment also in Warsaw felt very gray. Could be because I landed here in November. When going to work was also very awkward. Everyone was very much to themselves and people weren't being polite at all. But then once you get to know them, once they get to know you, then things start to change. And then you somehow get used to being very natural and not being fake. So what I wanted to try and say was it was easy to get into that. It took yep. me a month or two to get into it. But I've been back in U.S. for now, I think, six months probably. And I'm still not able to get into the being nice to people, right? Because when I pick up the phone and I call someone, I can't get to the point. First, I have to go about, hey, how you doing? Where are you? How's the weather? You know, yeah. how was your day? Was the weekend good? And I'm, and I just want to get to the point of saying, hey, can you get rid of this charge that you have on my account or something, right? So in Poland, it was very easy. You pick up the phone, you're like, hey, I have a charge on my account. Can you take care of that? And they'll say yes or no. And that's it. Obviously, also in Europe, you have many different types of culture. So uh, the Polish one is, is a specific one within Europe. Uh, but still, of course, people have their own norms and codes, It's but they are more subtle. And this is not something that we as expats can get easily into. So, of course, if we were Polish, we would have 100 ways to be off-putting to locals if we did not adhere to the local customs. Mm -hmm. they, have their, they have their topics to talk about and their intros and their outros. Uh, I think that when expats are abroad, that... Also, locals are very forgiving. So after a while, they they develop an attitude of, yeah, I cannot judge those expats by the same measures as I do, you know, my fellow local Polish guy. Mm -hmm. They just don't know better. Mm -hmm. uh, but nonetheless, of course, you are right that there is not so much uh, of obvious formalities and niceties that you have to exchange mm -hmm. when you start talking to someone. There is something more to the point. Yeah. Uh, with less small talk and chit chat. Mm -hmm. And this obvious difference is also something that people in Europe sometimes miss when they got a little bit used to the US and then they come back to the European directness. Mm -hmm. They think like, oh, at least in America, you know, you have some you have some nice exchange of words at least. You don't have the feeling that you're so isolated and alone. People have generally a nice and welcoming attitude and they miss this aspect when they come back to their gray or so, or you. <laughs> right. 
Now, tell us a little bit more. You experience some difficulties to get readjusted. Tell us a little bit about it and maybe if you can differentiate what is something that you think many people will struggle if they go back to the U.S. culture or to the East Coast culture where you are and something that is more personal to you, something where you have difficulties, where you maybe even think, I don't want to reintegrate in this regard. So what happened? So one is I was forced to come back. I, I you know, or, or in my head, in my thought, I was, I didn't have an option, right? Or the options that I had didn't work out. So I had to make this move. So, mm. you know, it was like kind of like getting, being forced to do something, which is very different than when you willingly do something. I mean, and at some point, you know, people are like, well, you need to kind of like surrender to it. You need to accept it. You need to let go. But it's not that easy, right? So then I had to come back. And, you know, when I came back, I realized that I was in U.S. for a good 22 years or 20, 20-ish years before I went to Poland. So I made a lot of friends. I have lots of friends in the tri-state area, right? So I mm -hmm. came back and all my friends came. You know, I had to go meet them and everything. And what I realized was that, I had changed quite a bit in the sense that I wanted to spend time on my own. I wanted to spend time to read. My interests were different. You know, I wanted to spend more time in the nature instead of, you know, going out partying at night. I like mm -hmm. to wake up early in the morning. I like to meditate. Whereas these guys were like, what's wrong with you? Like, yes. why aren't you out drinking with us? Why aren't you getting drunk? It's not fun anymore if you don't go out late at night. Sorry, just to ask, but was it even when you were back then in the States, was it back then also a sort of obligation or was it something that you used to enjoy? I Now looking back, if you ask me back then, I would yeah. say, yeah, it was fun, right? It was fun to go out at night, you know, and, and do all these things. But now when I look back, I, I didn't enjoy it as much, but I didn't know the alternatives uh, mm -hmm. because everyone was doing it, right? So from college... Up until later, everyone is doing it. So you don't know a, a different way of it, right? So it's only when I was in Warsaw and I was completely isolated, I realized it. And, and, and the reason I feel that is because in the two and a half or three years in Warsaw, I didn't make a single friend. Like I had people I knew at work and then I didn't make any friends. I, I was working on my mental health with you. I was working on my physical health with a chiropractor. Yeah. Uh, massages and you know yoga retreats and doing a lot of meditation camps and all and travel and um, with your partner was, just to add my you partner. were completely alone you were uh, in Europe with your partner yes um, but we didn't have this obligation uh, that someone is coming over and now I need to sit with them and entertain them for six to eight hours and we will do small talk I would rather listen to a podcast learn something new watch a documentary read a book so when I came back, I felt I felt that I had to then set boundaries and setting those boundaries was very challenging because mm -hmm. it made the other person would then put you through a guilt trip saying, dude, you know, you didn't call me. You don't meet us. You don't come over. And, you know, at some point of time, I had to tell them that, no, I, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot meet you for drinks. Yeah, if you really want to meet me, let's meet for coffee or let's meet for lunch. I'll buy you lunch. Let's let's do that. So so that was very different. And I think that was one aspect personally. But then the other thing that was very different was at work, right? So what I felt was that there are two measures of success. One measure of success is society's measure of success. 
and I'm just realizing this, working with you and everything. One measure of success is society's measure of success, and the other measure of success is uh, personal achievement. And I could be wrong, but I feel that these are two separate things. Society can measure your success by money, the house you have, the car you drive, you know, the niceties around that you build around yourself. So personally, you could be successful, but from a society's angle, you're not successful. So then, you know, you quickly get into, in U.S., the, the feeling of, oh, I'm not successful because the society is now looking at me and saying, wait a second, this guy went to Poland. He was running a big show over there. Now he's back. Uh, we don't see that he grew much, you know, with the niceties. He doesn't have a big house. He doesn't have a nice car. He's not in a great position. So what's going on, right? So I think yeah. that also brings a bit of a shocker, whereas I was isolated from being judged like that in Poland, or even if I went to India or London. Now, was that a, uh, a journey of itself to discover the freedom in it when you were in Poland? So I think it took it takes a while, right? It's not like I came to Poland with a mission to discover myself, right? Yeah. That's That was not the goal. And I think I came to Poland because I just wanted to get out of this group of friends and this this life that I had created around me. I didn't know why. I just needed a break. I needed a change. So I just had to do something, even though a lot of people were like, dude, don't go there. Who goes to Poland? Come on, right? Like maybe yeah. London, maybe Paris, France, somewhere, you know, but not not Poland, right? So I was like, no, I need to get out. I need to get out and I'll deal with it once I'm there. And then when I came here, I started traveling because, you know, it was like, wow, you're in Europe. You can go anywhere, overnight trains or whatever. Then I started spending some of the remaining time in my health, right? Getting my back working back again, right? With the chiropractor, yeah. with the massages, with the acupuncture, you know, and, and then I got into the energy healing therapy sessions. Then I started working with you. And as these, my energy was flowing into these areas, I had very little time to Skype with my friends, to get on a call with them, to go out with my coworkers at work, uh, out drinking. And I started enjoying this. You know, and, and when I'm in US and I realize it again, then I'm in the middle of doing some work, all of a sudden it hits me and says, is this really what I want to do? Like, I really don't want to do this. I don't even know why I'm here and listening to them. Right. Well, so, but the interesting thing is when you when you talk about the things that you discovered you like to do, all of these things are available to you in the US, except that you can get into you know a different country and a different culture. Uh, with a three hours uh, car or train ride. So that's mm -hmm. the exception, but you can do yoga, you can take care of yourself physically and mentally, you can do sports, take care of your back and health. Uh, so why is it such a big difference? Yeah, so I think that's a great point. So the reason I felt was, while you're already engaged with so many different things, I did not know how to step back and re-engage myself somewhere, right? It's like you don't know what you don't know. But when I came to Poland, I had so much time around me that I was like, okay, I kind of like wanted to do this, so let me explore this. Or I kind of wanted to do that, so let me explore that. I didn't want to have a car, so I got myself a bicycle. And I really loved traveling around Warsaw in a bicycle. And I still don't have a car now that I'm back in the U.S. because I don't want the headache of, you know, maintaining the car, getting the tires changed, taking it into, you know, dealerships and all. So I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. So coming back to your question that you have everything in US. So when I came back, I know what I used to do, which used to give me more freedom, more enjoyment. Now mm -hmm. I need to find those things back here. And of course I can do all those things here, 
which I'm trying to get back into, but then you have to also nicely say no to the other people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And what is for me very interesting, apparently there's an element of the home culture being able to suck you back in somehow. Correct. There's, there's something very persuasive about your culture of origin that it's able to just know how to suck you back in. I know these things from uh, Germany where I spent most of my life uh, and I have very similar experience and I think many expats can relate to that. When they go back to their home culture, this ability that when you're abroad you can realize many degrees of freedom but it somehow just seems to be so much more difficult to realize that you have freedoms in your home culture. It's, you seem to have automatically less time. Uh, you are exposed, you understand the subtleties of the social code and the social demands. Whereas in the, uh, in the foreign country, maybe they have tried, but you just didn't know all these signals. So there was less of a chance to be entrapped in social formalities and in time-wasting activities. Polish people experience the same when they come back to Poland. This is just a shared experience in expats when they go back to their home culture. So I wonder what do you think are the, the tools of society and culture, as abstracted sound, to suck you back in? I think that's a very good point. And while you were saying that, I was thinking of uh, where I understand the subtleties and where I have to apply it. So to give you an example, I live in an apartment complex now, right? So when I'm walking in, if my neighbor opens the door or, you know, when I'm opening the door for my neighbor, you have to go through the small talk. They're going to smile at you. I cannot just keep a poker face because they'll be like, what's wrong with this guy, right? So, yeah, so you have to then engage in that small talk. Then you have to talk to them and they're like, oh, why don't you come over for drinks at some point of time? Now I'm not going to tell them that, hey, I don't like to drink at night. And they'll be like, what a weird guy, right? Who doesn't drink at nighttime, right? Like, what, what kind of a person is this? or going for drinks. So in Warsaw, in Poland, the culture was not so much that, hey, it's Thursday night, let's go out and have a beer or something. Uh, it's very you know, rare that people would go out unless it's already planned a week or two in advance because people need to have their you know, family or their kids and everything else organized. But not so in US. In US at like six o'clock, people will gather around and be like, let's go out, have a beer. And at that time, you're like, well, I don't really feel like going out and having a beer. I haven't planned for it. I mean, I'm going to go for my drum class today. And they look at you as if they're like, what's wrong with this guy? So, yeah, so that's... It's, it's a kind of a peer expectation. Let's not call it pressure, but it's there's there's an expectation in the air that you conform to the social code. This is certainly a way where culture, as intangible as it is, tries to uh, to spread the tentacles and to draw you in, to suck you in, to spend time on culture, basically, and not so much on needs that you want to satisfy. You're doing a lot of things for the cultural side of things because uh, you don't want to be the weird person, you know, but you really don't want to do that. And that's what isolated me in Poland, where I was able to discover myself for who I am instead of being pulled into the cultural um, aspect of things. So what are the things that in the past six months you have discovered you can actually use in order to feel comfortable to somehow have a mixture of back to be at the uh, East Coast US culture, but also to rescue some of the features that you have discovered in Europe 
and to maintain them so that it's somewhat a healthy mix. So what is your journey to, to integrate the two? So I'll be honest, right? So it wasn't very easy. So initially when I came back and, uh, you know, you and I have been having discussions around this a lot. So initially um, when I came back, I found it very easy to get plugged back in. It felt like I never left here. It was very convenient. I was back in it. I started figuring out that, oh, I am not enjoying it. And then I was like, I'm missing Poland. And then, uh, you know, we had conversations before I left where we were like, okay, what if I, what if I cannot keep this kind of, um, you know, routine that I have? So I found I couldn't keep that routine. I couldn't keep that routine at all. And then slowly I had to say no to people. So the biggest part was for me to say no to people in a way that, you know, I don't sound like a complete dick, but I had to say it. And then uh, some of them, most of them rather, have stopped contacting me also. And, and that was fine, right? Which, which is fine. If, I mean, I am who I am. If they cannot accept me for the way I do things, then, then it's okay, right? It's not a big deal. But you have to go through that. You have to then go through it and, and say, okay, I lost these many number of people who I considered were my friends. This was the first part of my conversation with Amit. In the second part, we will discuss a much more fundamental aspect of our mind, namely how we are fundamentally fragmented and how this fragmentation can actually be used in order to choose the satisfaction of needs that make us happier more sustainably. That's it for today. Thanks everyone for listening. Feel free to leave a comment, and if you enjoyed it, tune in to another episode on this channel. Below you can also find a link to my website, elliscounseling.com, and my Facebook page, Ellis Counseling and Psychotherapy, where you can contact me for online therapy or counseling sessions.